0: Well hello everybody, welcome to episode 178, it's 178, and it's a late one, it's about half past nine at night, it's a deadline day, late night loving special, with the man himself returned, refreshed from holiday, Mr Joe... What,
1: a, what an introduction, it, it, it reminded me of um, like the classic... Um, Mr.
0: Kennedy, Kennedy, Kennedy. I was, I was trying to go for my best, Michael Buffer, who, by the way, you know, makes one million pounds every single, um, every single gig he's booked for. One million pounds to literally go. Let's get ready to rumble! Uh, Cheers. One million pound. Sign it have- away. Isn't, isn't that astonishing? Has he got a brother? Am I am I wrong thinking that that, that yes he just he's the, the, he's just the UFC, he's UFC so yes, it's yeah, it's yes Bruce Buffer yes correct to go yes. in the right corner it's time yeah so, he, like so so he's got he's got like um I mean he gets obviously crazy money as well but nothing like what what Michael Buffer gets who so, yeah, is a million pound plus every single because every single big event you want him there don't you literally for those five words. And you know he does the ring announcements, and he he's, he's a crazy guy. I mean, I've seen I've, I've been to a few Vegas fights. Uh, went to go and see Ricky Hatton, Mayweather. I've seen um, I've seen Amir Khan. Uh, mm. A couple of times in, in in the MGM studios is that, is that, is that, is that a pussy in your background? Uh... It, it is, yeah. Okay,
1: he's, he's going a bit mental. I don't know what's up with him. The, right, the the, the, the the cat's having the deadline day at home. It's it, it's unsettled him. Yeah, it's
0: unsettled him. I mean, it could be the fact that you said um, just off air, mate. That, that, that can you hear Love Island in the background because the missus is watching it? So maybe the, maybe yeah. maybe Diego the cat. It's Diego or Diogo. Diogo. Not, not, not certainly not Diago. No certainly not Diogo. <laughs> um, so, so uh, maybe that you know he's gone to Love Island. He's said, like, "I'm not having that." And he's come back and he said, "This is even worse. This is yeah. rot. This is." So he doesn't know where to go. He doesn't know where to put himself. The poor cat. I don't blame him. But yeah, that's the best gig in the business, mate. To uh, to be to be a ring announcer. And he he he, he, he drives around on this like little. Like motor scooter all the way around. I'm indoors as well. Like he doesn't walk anywhere. I think he's, he can't walk very well. So he just literally goes around in this golf cart everywhere, loving life. They 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 wheel him on on onto the ring. He says these five words. He gets back off and uh, kaching. Happy days. So what what would your categorise be? Oh goodness me, you put me on the spot there. Um, let's yeah. have a look. Um, let's have a nice time. Or something like that. Wow, you, you definitely haven't got a business in the old. Uh, I don't
1: know. You, you just I don't know. It's a, uh,
0: um, well, you can't. Yeah, you can't say let's get it on, can you? Because that's already that's already. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'd love to say that. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think I think to be fair, Wool Loves podcast is probably probably gets me about about ten p ten p an episode quid a pop. Uh, when we uh, when we put our advert in and all that kind of guff, uh, so yeah, we will probably get a few of them and affiliates, mate. Happy days. Uh, how, how are you going? How, how are you, son? You've been away for a week. You know, yeah. you wanted to take. You, you took a step out. You, you went into Shropshire. You got in a little wooden cabin, mate. You, you deleted did. Twitter. Apparently. Yeah, I did. Um, no, I just you know
1: it, it's been such a mental summer. I mean, we obviously this deadline day has been very quiet probably one of the quietest deadline days on record, to be honest. True, true, true. Um, But the the summer as a whole has Mm. been very, very busy. Pretty much anything that could have happened has happened. You Mm. know, no contract, um, Jotter leaving, Doc leaving. And and we've spoke about Wolves keeping their cards close to their chest and doing the business the way they do business. Once something has happened, it has happened very swiftly, and it has happened at... The most inopportune of times. Sometimes, you know, yeah. weekends have been completely, you know, written off. So I just thought, you know, get away for the week, just kind of switch off, do a bit of um, do, do a bit of, bit of log cabbing, or whatever you want to call it in a uh, shop. Did you go on the bikes,
0: Major? Did, did you go on a romantic uh, couple of walks in the woods? Did well, you uh, did you open a car door, maybe maybe a window, uh, you know, <coughs> and, and maybe invite some some friends in, so, some strangers maybe.
1: No, no, Stranger Danger. Oh, okay. um, so, there was they, the place that we went, it was really good actually. It's called mm. Mountain Edge in Shropshire. Uh, shout mm. out, uh, you know, if you want to give me another break. Wow. Um, no, but honestly, what was really nice, um, it was only like an hour away, but it felt like it was kind of somewhere completely different. Yeah, went, yeah. Went, went on a walk, I was carding Mill Valley or something like that, I had a walk around
0: there. Um, self nice. catering mate did you cook one night did you do like a uh, cooking yes so they had a they had cup like of soups a, for you pot noodles <laughs> they
1: had like a straw pub on the
0: site alright beef um, eater
1: um, no it was called the stationing or something like that but we had mm. a nice date from there and then the next morning did a bit of bacon and sausages on the barbecue
0: ah oh, lovely mate so, can't you know, be can't, can't bacon and sausage on the barbie mate that's
1: it, so everyone was a winner, mate. No, it was nice, though, to have a week off. I mean, I obviously kept a, a, a close eye, not so much a close eye on things, but half mm. an eye on things just to make sure, you know, there wasn't anything too crazy going on. But, um, jacuzzi there in the old. Uh, yeah, there was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A
0: Jacuzzi action? Did you, get, did you get in the hot tub? Yeah, we did get in the hot tub, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the, only thi- <laughs> <laughs> the, the
1: only thing about
0: it was, mm.
1: um, it wasn't very well lit. That was the uh-huh. only. Because it was dark, and it was pretty much pitch black. So, um, I don't know, mate.
0: Back in my days, when I was slightly returned, um, you know, you, you hopefully you know get a get a couple of couple of fillies back to the room. I mean, I, I'm all about lights off, mate. To be honest, you know what I mean. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to see me back in the back in the chicken charmen days. No one wants to see that. Yeah,
1: so that was, it, was, it was good, mate. I think I even think I even think you would have liked it. Really, I even think you would have liked it. Yeah.
0: Okay, mate. Well, I've I booked some time off, so maybe I might visit there. Um, well, you know, in, we, in, in, in we November. We actually
1: discussed as well while hmm. we were off. Okay, um, a potential birthday present that um, we're going to get you. Oh, because oh, uh, oh. if li- listeners are unaware, um, quite a big milestone coming up for Judah.
0: I, um, I am twenty-nine at this moment in time. Correct. Uh, uh, f-
1: f- yeah, the big four-hour f- 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 coming up. <laughs> Coming up in a... Is it a month or a couple of months? Yeah, November 27th, mate. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought about the, the gift, and I think you're going to be oh. in for a, in for a, a lovely surprise.
0: Uh, sounds a bit indecent proposal, is it? No, it's no. Proposal-ish, no <laughs> mate. Have you seen that movie, by the way? Good movie, by the way. Um, We no. spotted one of the episodes about it, didn't we? But I haven't
1: seen it. Oh, uh, okay. Right, uh um, but, but But, yeah. Um, just, yeah. Just not, <laughs> nothing too crude or rude. Okay, okay, but okay. But just something that all like you'll go ooh, ooh,
0: spice, okay. at, spice up my spice up my, my life life begins at 40 all that kind of that exactly, exactly. well I love you, exactly. mate to be honest mate I'll take any kind of present I mean I'm, <laughs> I'm a I'm a giver mate but I like, I like to receive as well from time to time so as does here. everyone ah. hey. right let's uh, let's move on let's move on swiftly um, to deadline day which uh, is, is is meh like you said <laughs> yeah. but wolves have wolves have wolves have gone about and they have they have done some business, by the way, um, it's interesting, and I think it's going to be difficult to say how good that business has been at this moment in time. It's very early into the season. There's a lot of these deals that are yet to be completed, loans, uh, you know, that, that may be completed in the summer. There's a lot of these deals that will not come to to fruition for a season, two, three seasons' time. So, I think it's very hard to. To see how good this window has been, if you had to grade it, Joe A, yeah. B, C, D, and E, where would you grade it at this moment in time? And I'll allow you a plus or a minus here or there.
1: I said a B a few weeks back, and I think I'll stick with that. Okay, I think I will. I, it's um, I've not been blown away by the window, but equally, um, six signings is is now now small feet and. And yeah, uh, I think we would have, a lot of us would have liked a bit more experience, you know, um, amongst it all. I think, you know, four youngsters, two kind of proven players, maybe, you know, an even balance, maybe three youngsters, three proven players, maybe would have been, in an ideal world, a bit better. Yeah. But um, it's six players coming in. You've lost a couple of players, of course, in in Doherty and and Jota, Vinagra, of course, and Gibbs White as well. But Doherty and Jota are the two. Of course, yeah. Um, but it could have been, it could have been Jimenez, you know, and it could have yeah, been yeah. Neves, and it could have been Traoré. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking for silver linings, and you know, I, I think naturally when you know, when, whenever it's a quiet deadline day, there is a bit of d- disappointment there, regardless of what hap- has happened beforehand. You know, you always want to be kind of part of the excitement. It's so all a last minute
0: deal. Um, yeah and once you've signed a player it's not it's not enjoying them it's like who's next you know it's yeah. always it's that culture isn't it that you're oh, in and like, okay well who's coming next who's coming next who's coming next it's like oh we've got that in you know we've done that now like it's just it's just uh, it's just what happens these days
1: yeah but it's so not having a deadline day deal I think a few would
0: be a bit disappointed but I think overall, it's been a bit... in what, Joe? In what? In 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 a position that needed strengthening? Yeah. It? What? I think... What? Centre back, or yeah, We're we talking. Are we talking a, a, like an advanced midfielder here? What? What? What do you think? If you were looking back on the window, do you think Wolves will be, you know, maybe very at the start and they're identifying targets? What do you think they would have liked to to really uh, strengthen that they haven't done? Well, I think
1: the two positions people will point out is centre half and centre mid, and. I think if you'd have got two of that, those two on top of what has already been done, I think it, most people would be saying it's a turn out its 10 window. Um, yeah. But it, it, you know, Nuno is, you know, Nuno has the final say over, over transfers, and th- this is what he's decided. And he, he you know, we got into the final day, deadline day, not wanting to make any 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 deals. You know, They're, they've not. It's not a case of them missing out on targets on this deadline day. They, they just haven't. They just haven't been in in the market for anyone, you know. It's it just been, been a bit of case of of getting a player out in Vinagra, which was which was done over the weekend. Really, mm-hmm. it was just c- confirmed today. Um, but now there's this domestic window, which don't expect Wolves to operate in, barring you know, a outgoings. Really, yeah, well, that will be about outgoings, as we say. You know, the likes of Oscar Bur, uh, Roderick Miranda, mm-hmm. Ryan Bennett. Uh, Dion Sanderson, uh, even dipping into the 23s the likes of Niall Ennis, people like that. Yeah. Um, and then, in terms of incomings, there won't be anything barring somewhat serious happening to one of international players, you know, say if, hypothetically, Neves gets an injury away mm. in Portugal, you know, but it would have to be something quite drastic. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, for all intents and purposes, Wolves' business is done and um, we'll just have to see how we look back at it, you know, there's a lot of young players and you've just kind of got to give them time, I think.
0: Yeah, and, and look, Joe, I mean, I'm not saying it's desperate, but it, let's say someone does pick up an injury in the next month or two. I mean, this is the latest transfer deadline date on record, on October the 5th. It won't be much longer. A few weeks down the line, we'll be looking at January. I mean, it's less than, you know, it's, it's yeah. nine weeks or nine, well, 10, 11 weeks away before you get to January the 1st when you can sign, <laughs> sign players and this all happens again for another month. So, so I think maybe the and, and wolves aren't the only ones here. That if they haven't quite got the target they wanted, or but they feel that they've got enough, and then they can reassess. That it's not like an August cut-off where you've got a long You've got five, six months here. You know you've got basically 11, 10, 11 weeks to, to work with the squad you've got. And if you are desperate for players, if you really need someone, or there's a there's, there's a there's a position that is is woefully uh, you know subpar then you can, you can do that and you can probably do that pretty quickly in January and you can start the feelers before that and, and get a deal early. You've got that FA Cup week in that first weekend, that first January weekend. So, you know, you've got until the second, third week of January before you start playing back in the Premier League and that might be something that a lot of clubs will look at.
1: I don't say this often, mate, but that, that's a fantastic point. Oh, no, come on, come on! <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, I'm really for that, but yeah, you know, January, that'll come round, mm. blink of an eye, won't it? I mean, this this year, I mean, as, as bad as it's been, has, uh, you know, really kind of flown by in a flash, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't feel long ago that we were, I mean, it does feel a long time in a sense, but, you know, when we were celebrating at spurs that that fi- mm. that victory there that, mm. you know, that was march you know what was it yeah. 6 7 months ago so yeah. Yeah. it's uh, time does fly by and mm-hmm. in you know with these international breaks you've got one obviously now you've got one uh, next month in uh, november as well so you know you you, you get that, you get through those and then it's only three or four weeks until um until the January window rolls exactly, around, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's never the best market to to operate in. But no, it, equally, is, as you say, if if they're not happy with what they've done and a and a position comes come, you know, and the, it's it's a it becomes a glaring weakness, mm-hmm. or the players brought in for a particular area aren't up to standard, then mm-hmm. you know, there's always the chance to address things there.
0: Uh, absolutely. Um... You know, and let's talk. Let's talk about the good points here. And Nelson Samados come in from Barcelona, and uh, you know, it's a couple of appearances. When won't, we're won't talking about West Ham, it's, it's a while ago now. When he was reined back in again a little bit. Uh, yeah. Fulham, I know you've watched that game back, Joe, since you've got back, and uh, but. I thought very good. I thought him and Neto were probably the only positives to come out of that game, at, you know, <laughs> outfield kind of a way. Well, no, maybe it's a bit harsh because the defense were were better. Um but it it wasn't a classic game and you know, we won't go di- dive into that too much, but I thought Samede was very promising down that right-hand side. Yeah, some good kind of signs. I mean, very unlucky
1: not to score, wasn't he? He was a very good save from mm, uh, a a good Hall, double that. save, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, to keep him out. But that kind of intent and getting in those positions is, is, is very promising because you know we talk about Doherty and his and his departure. The 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 crux of it is that you're losing a lot of goals from mm-hmm. from, from him, and you know mm-hmm. he uh, how often would Doc pop up with light like winners. So yeah. if you uh, as soon
0: as he as soon as I got saved, Twitter timeline at least 15 people Doc would have scored that. Doc, <laughs> yeah. he like, yeah, shut uh, up.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, of course, but. Uh,
0: he's getting in the positions
1: and yeah. and, and it, you could see little patterns link-ups mm-hmm. kind of drip, cut, cutting him from the right and having, it, yeah. having a go with his left foot a couple of times mm. he, he wasn't afraid to to have a go so um, you, you know maybe as you say I, I think at West Ham he was caught high up the pitch a bit too much you know yeah. it was a bit of a, a baptism fire yeah. but um, if he gets that defensive side of his game right which I suspect he will because Nuno you know, so kind of you know, so robust on on, mm. on, de- on defence, then I think there's the signs there that it can be a bit of a goal threat for Wolves and, you know, they need them.
0: And it'll take time, Joe. It'll take time. You know, these, these are these are some new players some new positions. You know, they've got to work each other out. They've got to work out not just um, not just the pattern of play and the style of play, but each other's strengths and weaknesses. You know, I think I think sometimes when you had uh, you had Jota and you had Jimenez, especially when they were in their prime together, you know, where they they knew where each other was going to be in that picture. Without even thinking, you know, you could mm. you didn't have to look up. You know, you could put that ball through for Jota. You could put that through for Jimenez. And you know that they knew really where they were. And I think once they get on that wavelength, once Pedenz gets in that wavelength with Jimenez and Neto and, and Semedo, then things will start to click. And at the moment it's it's not quite there, it's a little bit disjointed. And but at the same time, you know, wolves are, are used to drawing a lot of games. The won two lost two. If you're winning games, okay it doesn't matter if you're losing, but if you're picking maximum points when you do win games, it keeps you right in that race.
1: Yeah, and They've they've not really played well yet this season. They had a, a very good ten minutes at Sheffield United, but mm. that side they haven't really had a, a they haven't had a complete ninety minutes have they? and they've, they've, still, no. won, they've still won two games. Um, mm. Yeah, they are against oh, I think it's bottom and second bottom, but you've, mm. you've still got to beat them and uh, the, they've got some points on the board. And the, the point you make about uh, partnerships is, is an interesting one because you, you think of the prominent partnerships in that Wolves team. Um, over the past few years, you'd probably say Jimenez and Jota, yeah. and you'd say Traoré and Doc. Yeah. So new part new partnerships have got to be have got to be found because mm-hmm. the, the ones that really kind of linked up to great effect are gone now. Um, so whether it's Neto and Powden's working in tandem behind Jimenez or um, Neves and Dendonka maybe becoming a, a prominent yeah. uh, midfield mm-hmm. pairing. I mean Neves. You know, this is only watching it at home, so it, I, I'd love to kind of put a blanket kind of statement. Out of it. I, I think he's looking a bit, a bit laboured at the minute. It just looks a bit, um, a bit slow, a bit leggy. Um, like the look of yeah. Dendon- at Den Den Donker. He's gained about the park well. I thought Den Donker did okay as well against Fulham, but um, maybe you know Neves. I think there's there's, there's definitely uh, an element of his game to be stepped up over the coming weeks and months so fingers crossed he can find that and maybe him and Dendonka or yeah, fingers crossed a, a rejuvenated Martinho can, can kind of start coming to the fore for Wolves as well because there's, there's got to be new partnerships that are kind of being um, match winners now for Wolves as we say because Jimenez and Jota and Adama and, and Dokka no more.
0: Yeah, and, and you're right, I think I think I think someone like Neves has got to step up now, you know. he's come through, he's he's a young lad coming through, obviously, you know, renowned um in Portugal when he came across and he's been fantastic and he scored some worldies and but you gotta have more to see gain than scoring one worldie in you know, in in ten or fifteen. I think now is the time where Neves needs to he's been under par for a while now and I think he needs to step up, does he? He needs to really take charge. He's he's obviously still what I think his stock might have might have dipped slightly from where, where it where it was, where it was one of the hottest hottest stars in Europe, really. And I think he mm. needs to, wear, like you say, take the ball by the horn, start dictating games, and get back to Neves that we know and love.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not it's not just not just him. I think you know a Traore has had a has, a has had a slow start to the season. I mean, he's been kind of in and out of the team, and you know you want to see him kind of take games, rather scruff of the neck again, and. Yeah, there's just kind of an element of players needing to just kind of step up and and make up for that shortfall of goals. Um, Neto took his goal really well, I'll I'll say that much. And I think if there is anybody that's going to be supporting Jimenez on the goal front, I think Neto is your best bet at the minute. Um, Just looks the most assured in front of goal, I'd say. And I mean, you know, how many goals he should have had last season that got chalked off. You you know, he couldn't buy a goal, but... um, I, I think Neto will, will get a comfortable amount of goals, I think, you know between five and ten, hopefully pushing for double figures. But you need you need more than just two players, don't you? You, you need Trey or Ray. Uh, Neves to be coming up with more. I mean, he, he, he's been getting in the box a little bit over the coming weeks. But as I say, I, I, I don't really want to see another 25-yard screamer from Neves. I'd, I'd happily take a five-yard tapping. Um, or take take another few goals from Matinho and, and things like that. Just needs to. I mean, I'm sure it will come, but um, in this new system, with with some of the some of the big goal scoring players going, it's just a you know the onus on the on a few players to step up and uh, take that goal scoring mantle on. Yeah. yeah, and
0: you you need to you need to get involved. You need to make assists as well. Um, could we see um, Could we see uh, some assists from from the new number three, Joe? The new number three, Ryan Aitnuri
1: um he, i I'm probably again butchering that name but I, again this is this is a player that it we say it so many times we've players coming in that don't know a great deal about him um but very highly rated um kind of he fits the builder's knees he's of that age where he's got a bit of senior experience under his belt, but he's got a very high ceiling when it comes to potential um looks to be quite a attacking uh, left wing back mm. uh, from the clips that you see um hopefully fairly defensively sound as well or if he's not then I'm sure Nuno will uh, will drill that into him but um you know you know, Vinagra I think you know we will we'll probably come on to it a bit more in a bit but I, he'd run his course I think you know it, it, that those Recent performances kind of re- really rubber-stamped that. At West Ham, he just wasn't up to scratch. No, you can, yeah, you
0: can talk You can talk about Vinagra now with, yeah, with, yeah. with that. That's fine,
1: yeah. He just wasn't up to scratch. I mean, it wasn't a great night for anybody, but no. I thought Vinagra really kind of stood out. And it was a couple of below-par performances before that, anyway, against Stoke and Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Um, a chance to stake a claim in the absence of Marcel, and he, he just didn't do it at all. In fact, he no. it, it looked... You know, the worst did he look really in a, in a golden black shirt, which was a shame. Um, so he goes off to Greece, uh, Olympiakos. Uh, they'll be looking to to retain their Greek title. Hopefully, he can be part of a of a tr- trophy winning team. But yeah, they, I mean, they've got an option to buy him for twenty two and a half million, which would be a club record outlay for them, and it would be mm-hmm. quite a lot of money. I would not rule it out entirely though, because I think again, you know, we, we talk about the agent George Mendes and things like that. I, I this you know, this is a club that he works with as well and I think there could be a potential that they buy him and then if he had a really good season, kind of look to kind of cash, cash in maybe even straight away, like Wolves did with kind of a foul B y y y you use the option, yeah. you you make your profit. So um we'll see how he does. But uh, I do wish him well in Greece. I I I thought he had the potential to be a world beater. A couple of years back, and mm. he's, still, he's still only mm. 21. Um, but yeah, he just needs to kind of revitalise his career out there, and fingers crossed he does.
0: And how much is the option to buy for for Nuri? For Nuri, uh, 20
1: million. Um okay. So, so he, yeah, and you could get 22 and a half for for Vinangra. So mm. Nuri, we've seen it so many times, haven't we? That these loan with options. Vitini is another one that's 18. So. I mean, yeah. 18, 20 million is the going rate, right, isn't it, for anybody half decent these days? So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll see how they do, but I, there's very high hopes for, for Nuri, uh, s- similarly to, to the other young lads that have come in this, this window. But um, maybe, maybe he can be the one to make that real stake at, at left wing back. I think Marcel has, has done well in the games that he's played, but um, Nuri will want to kind of cement himself as the uh, the option and the, certainly the, uh, the long term option moving forward.
0: Could you see something like, and I guess Johnny took over as the main guy anyway, regardless of the fact, but there was a time where Johnny was playing the majority of the time, but the games where you really wanted to take it to them, it was more Vinagra when he was playing well. Yeah. Do you think you might have that same situation with Marcel and, and Nuri, with um, you know, with, with Marcel being the more defensive when they really need to to maybe grind out a result and, and, and the games where you think they can really have a go at them, you, you might swap or... You know, I guess it's too early to say, really, isn't it? I mean, we don't know what what, what state Marseille is. I would expect him to be back there pretty quickly after the international break. It didn't seem too severe an injury, uh, but it, it'd be a nice little battle for both of them, really, to keep them on their toes.
1: It'd be interesting to see what they do because you know you talk about the squad being quite small, which it still is at, yeah. by, by design. But when Johnny's back feet, you have got three left wing backs there.
0: Mm. Unless you bring Marcel into that centre back on that left hand side,
1: which you could do, um, but it, I mean, Saez has had a couple of shaky performances, but at yeah. equally, at Sheffield United, he was like a man possessed. Sure. Um and if he if he plays like that, then he'll he'll keep his place. But maybe, yeah, Marcel over time, will become more of a of a kind of option for that back three, and maybe that's why they haven't got him for a fully fledged centre back. I, I thought Max Kilman did okay as well against Fulham. I mean, you know, he's one that. For the meantime, looks like he will be sticking around. I mean, well, I was
0: going to say I was going to ask you that because I am going to say yeah. let's let's say Nuri comes in, let's say let's say Marcel's fit. You know, I mean, I thought Hoover did pretty well when he came on as well. I think he looks pretty assured. He's he's not panicky. You know, could Kilman? Could you see still still see Kilman maybe leaving to go on loan to a Championship club this season?
1: I think there is potential, but I, I think there won't be exactly be high in uh, in doing it, it's yeah. wh- it's whether they see it as worth it before that 16th, so it's a week on mm. Friday mm. Um, to to send him out to someone then, or as you say, it's only what six seven weeks until yeah. until January and then reassess then. I, I, that that may well be what they what they go for, but for, for Kilman, it's nice for him to just get some minutes because he, he, he hadn't played a minute. After post, re, post restart you know mm-hmm. uh, after after the big break, so it, it, it's it's an appearance for him. I, I think he looked a bit nervy early on, but I think that was to be expected because mm-hmm. you know being so inexperienced and being so um, not match ready, I guess you know he's not played a lot at all. So um, sure, I, I think he did all well, pretty well, all things considered. But um, in terms of allowing for him, I, I think there'll be others that they'll look to get
0: out uh, b- before him. Um, how do you solve? How do you solve? How do you solve a problem like Fabio Silva Matinia, Joe? and Matinye Joe? And I say a problem. I say I say a problem because I'm a little bit worried. Not not about the ability. Not too much about the price tag. I'm worried about. Um, I can't. I, I can't see where he's gonna get minutes. I can't see where he's going to improve unless they have literally bought him to to not feature much this season at all, and he's happy to learn his trade on the training pitch because he's not he's not getting on he's not getting on Joe. And if you're if you've got Pedence and you've got Raúl and you've got Neto and you've got Traore as those four, and it's three of those four are interlinking, I'm, I'd be I, he's I mean he's he's fifth on that list for me. Didn't even look like getting on uh, against Fulham when they were shaky and they could have done with a little bit of impetus. Um, Can he improve with the odd five minutes here, ten minutes there? I mean, Raul's pretty much going to play every single game this season if he's available in the Premier League, especially with no European games. But with no European games this season, with no real run in the Carabao Cup, with... You know, people saying that they've got to really have a go at the FA Cup this year, which they bloody should do as well. Um, you know, especially after that Stoke debacle. I'd want them to have a go, I want them to play a strong side out. I just can't see him playing that much and then you then you look at it and you think, Okay, he's been bought. he's eighteen years old, he's been brought to for the future, but it's doing it's doing no one any good if you having a basically a lost season before you even start again next year.
1: Yeah, there's a balance to be to be struck, isn't there? I mean, having dipped out to Stoke, it does make it a lot more
0: difficult, and perhaps even more so for Vitinia because mm, yeah, that's why I kind of pull them both together. I know, I know, kind of silver's one which the headlines, but Vitinia too. Yeah, because
1: we're not quite fully sure what Vitinia is yet. Mm. Uh, creative midfielder, forward-thinking player, but is he, is he part of that? is he one of those net out slash power roles could yeah. he pl- could he play in a 2 in midfield I mean you look at his build and you're probably saying no but I mean that might be too simplistic of a view he might play in the middle of the park and be fantastic but we just don't now do we so it's um it's difficult to see where they're getting game time and most most importantly starts um, yeah. at, at the minute you, you maybe you, you go on a bit of a run and you start I mean this is a good run of fixtures isn't it but if you start kind of picking up a, a bit of momentum and a bit of wins and the the system's clicking more so and then you've got leads in games that you can afford to bring them on and chipping in with a goal here and there that would be the perfect scenario but um all the games have been very well I say very tight mm. I, mean, I mean apart from West Ham which was <laughs> which was a horror show but you know the the west the, the the kind of the Sheffield United win and and the Fulham win that it, they were quite tight games, weren't yeah. they? So,
0: yeah.
1: If he carries on like that, it's it's going to be hard to get them in. Silver is has got has got time on his side. I of mean, course on, he has. Of course uh, he has. Um, Vitenia, a little less so because it's an option. Mm. Um, and so, and even, it's uh, a lot of money and, as well? And, so exactly, and, and as an as to impress enough to, to to earn that permanent move. So um, be interesting to see. How they get on, really. It is hard to see at the minute. I mean, I think the dream scenario would be a kind third-round draw. Yeah. Uh, you can play, you know... hopefully get them playing a bit before then, you know. But um, get a kind third-round draw in the Cup um, early January. And, hopefully that can be a start of a run of games for them. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens in the meantime.
0: Uh, should we take some questions? Come on, Joe, let's take come some on, questions from the beautiful people. Okay, here we go. Oh, I asked um, best signing of the window, permanent signing, eighty percent Samadi, from two and a half thousand votes. Ten uh, percent Hoover, six point seven percent for Marcel and Silva. Uh, bottom of the pile, four point eight percent. I also asked the best loan signing of the window, Vitinho or Nuri. Um, even though he hasn't uh, kicked a ball yet. Uh, Nearly 74%. Oh, yes. Uh, Come on. Virginia, 26%. Uh, Paul Mansell says... Hello, Paul. Hello, pal. uh, One of our our top fan verdict people. Uh, Does a lot of the videos uh, post-match. Good lad.
1: He's
0: a good lad. Uh, Although pleasing to get the win against Fulham, uh, did also demonstrate how we... um, Well, so many games last season. Kamara missed a sitter, and I felt we didn't go for the kill. I mean, yeah. Look, it's not gonna. We're not gonna be uh, watching the highlights of that for well any time soon. I don't think, Joe. Uh, but you know, th- there were a few signs there. But like you say, I think there's this transitional phase, and this transitional phase might last this season. And I think some fans have got to understand that that it might take a whole season with everything that's going on, not just the signings, but the lack of. The lack of game time, the lack of a pre-season, the, the late end of the season, the European excursions from last season, the the chain, you know, the the, the outgoings, the incomings, the the, the the lack of fans, the quick turnaround. It, it might be a season where they, they want to obviously keep going, and European football would be great, but it might be setting it up for. Uh, 2021, 2022, and I know you, you may we've kind of I've kind of discussed this with you, Joan, you, you maybe slightly disagree with that statement, and I, and I think that they will still do well in this league, and I still think that they'll that they'll be you know towards the top top end of the league, but I wonder whether the the style, the formation, the, the 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 new way of this new way that they're going for, and these players that need to bed in, whether we might see the best of this. Next season, and I know it's I know it's rubbish to think when you're only four games into a new season. I don't want to be thinking. I want you know. I want the short term, but I feel like the benefits and the business and everything that they've they've done this summer is almost making the long term future more important and maybe sacrificing just ever so slightly that short term goal.
1: I think there's there's an argument to be made on that front again. That one i not saying like a bit of a cop out, but we just gotta we just gotta wait and see, I guess. Um, it, it, there's so many kind of variables as you state there that come into play now. And another one, as no, was as alluded to a couple of times, is the light kind of, na- uh knowledge of 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 your of your testing.
0: Mm, it can be a day
1: before a game, and you could have a key player out, so mm. you just it does affect preparation. They haven't had a lot of time on the training pitch and these new players that have come in, uh, Samajdow's had a couple of weeks now, Hoover have had a couple of weeks, Nuri won't have a training session with them until late next week,
0: probably. There's about three three people there this week at Compton. It's it's ridiculous. It's 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 crazy. So,
1: So, I mean, to expect... Nuri to come straight into the side, especially if um, Marseille's back fit I'd expect Marseille to play against Leeds, but yes. Um, but if Nuri does come straight in, it's going to be a tough, tough ask. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it's so hard to predict. I mean, that and made this point. I think I'm just having a chat with you on the phone earlier, but that one 0 win against Fulham against a Fulham side that look. Oh, I mean, they look poor, didn't they? They're, no, they're 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 let, let's be honest. Yeah, I think they've um, a good
0: goal. I mean, they're better than what they have been. And yeah. you know, credit to them for for stifling Wolves and, and packing that midfield. And, and 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 you know, I think they deserve more than more than what they got on the day, to be honest. But at the same time, you know what what they've done so far. I mean, they're really going to struggle big time this season. I can't see them getting more than twenty points. No, exactly. But it's so even.
1: Beating beating them one nil is, is is not the most glorious result on the on the first look on the first glance, but then you see Villa beating Liverpool seven. <laughs> well, that's it,
0: and I think that's where we've yeah. some fans are a bit frustrated. You know, you see you see them beating them, you know, winning three out of the first three, and and you know people like Watkins scoring at tricks, and and uh, you know Ross Ross Barkley. I mean, they might have they might have people saying, why didn't we go for Ross Barkley? I mean, the, the, it's the same with the people like you know Loftus Cheek and, and a few of the others. You're not going to get them because Chelsea aren't really going to give you the opportunity. And you know, I think I think Hudson or or one of them's in in talks with Fulham. Of course they are because there's no threat to them whatsoever. You know, hmm. and as much as you say and people can listen, going well, we're not going to we're not going to challenge Chelsea. See, see from the Chelsea side of things, you're very rarely going to get those players Like yeah, you go for it. You know, you know, Wolves are still counted as you know up there with your Leicesters and, uh, and Everton's of someone who could do some real damage to. To teams, but also you've got to be wary of them as well because they put a run together, and uh, you know you you could be in trouble yourself, and you could be made to look very very foolish. But you know things will even out, Joe. I think pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, there's some there's some crazy results out there early on, and I think that's a lot to do with the lack of preseason and uh, and and just the general situation that we're in. Um, I think after the break, when sides start to get the fitness. Get a settled squad. Things will start to to even out, and we'll start to we'll start to see the cream rise to the top.
1: And wolves are very creamy.
0: You need to work on your um, your next lines, mate. I think I can't see I can't see you've been in the laughter lounge any soon. No, no. You no. see, for me, you could have you could have what, gone with. Um, What's you up know, with that? cat got the cream, or something like that. You could have gone with some sort of some sort of kitten scenario, feline friend scenario. We didn't go with it.
1: He, he sodded off upstairs now.
0: Does he? The cat. Oh, has he? He's had enough. He's gone back to he Love has Island, has he? He has. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we go for next? Next deal? Yes, Eighty. Got, is there a story behind on. Ryan Bennett being out of favour? And was there a story behind Barry Douglas being sold? Uh,
1: it's just a case of players kind of. Running their course, I guess. I mean, Nuno is ruthless in that regard. He's not really one for sentiment. Um, We saw it right from when he first walked into the club, really. Dave Edwards had been a fantastic servant and he kind of decided he wasn't in his plans and he was gone. And it's the same with Barry Douglas, same with with Ryan Bennett. I mean, you know, I will say Ryan Bennett hasn't got his his move on on this deadline day, or at least when we're recording 10 o'clock, what is it now? But I think he'll get mm. he'll get he'll get somewhere in this domestic win, window. I mean, you, you make the you, it's again might be two and two and getting five, but he's said he would he'd like to go back to Norwich. Norwich have just sold uh, Ben Godfrey to Everton. They need a centre half. They could do a lot worse than, than, than Ryan Bennett. And um, it, he's been a fantastic servant to Wolves, but I think naturally just some players run their course. And I think I think Bennett now, what is he, thirty, thirty one. He'll want to yep. a good few years of regular football before he calls it a day and um he said he wants to move back down there. So um Avli gets his move and gets some regular football and shows everybody what, what what a player he is because he was a great servant for Wolves, especially on the on a free transfer.
0: He was. Matt Kirby, what's the chance of Olympiacos paying the twenty two and a half million for Ruben Vinagra would smash their transfer record and exceed what we paid for them for Pedence? Seems unlikely. Any idea if there is a guaranteed loan fee? So you kind of, you know, alluded to that that it, it is unlikely but not unheard of, especially if they do get European football and that they could sell him on or or keep him, you know, it just depends how, how Olympiacos feel, Joe. Uh, you kind of, that's kind of what you think you're saying, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, they needed a left back because they sold Simicast to Liverpool. I think that was for about 13 to 15 million, and you know they sold power to Wolves for 16 million in January. So they've banked quite a nice bit of money in sales. So um, uh, it's, uh, it's it, I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, it might seem improbable to some. I, uh, I think the second part of that question, if correct me if I'm wrong, was something about um whether it's a guaranteed a- loan yeah. fee yeah there there is um nothing really major i think it's it's around a million quid um so they'll get a ga- guaranteed loan fee of, of around a million quid and um Olympiacos will pay be paying um, vinagra's wages in full as well
0: um a lot of people saying that Nuno's the best. Deal of the window, and you've got to, yeah. I haven't really discussed that, you know. I mean, we've discussed it on a previous podcast, but he's a fantastic, you know, that he's hit there long term, and for a few years, and to and to see this moving forward, and I think that's why you've got to be optimistic because you know he, he he's got an ethos, he, he knows who he wants, he knows the, the talent and the youth that he wants to work with, and he, he loves the training ground, he loves being on that training field and, and 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 making players better. That's what that's what that's what floats his boat, and so you know when you've got someone like Nuno Espirito Santo at the helm. Uh, you know that these players are not just willy-nilly being bought in to move on to to you know get a little bit of extra money. Nuno said what players he wanted out. If he didn't want Catroni, then he was gone. If he didn't want A. B. or C, you know Jota, it was the right deal. Let's go. Let's let's move in a different direction. He'll be looking forward to coaching these players and making them better. And he's going to be here for for a few seasons longer, which which is great news for everybody.
1: Yeah, it's it, and him staying around and him and us staying around and, and Cody as well signing a new contract mm-hmm. I, know, I know Cody's walls through and through but he's obviously boosted his standing uh, with his recent England display back in the squad again so th- those three um, committing themselves looks like Adama Traore is going to be the next as well should, should be entering talks fairly soon I don't think it's exactly imminent but I think in the coming weeks, you know, next month or so, that that could be done as well. So, you know, they're, they're, there's three, and perhaps even four that have they've tied down their futures to Wolves, which which, which says a lot. You know, it, it you know, this window, it, as you know, as we've discussed, the jury's kind of out of it out- at the minute because of the nature of the signings. Um, Samedo and Marcel are proven players, plenty of Champions League experience under their belts, but the other four are, are relatively untested and unproven. So. Time will tell, but I think the fact that these prominent people in the rise of Wolves and, and the the establishing them of a of a as, a as a Premier League force are committing their future to Wolves. I mean, especially Jimenez, you know that, that a, mm. a, you know, a f- fantastic striker, um, genuinely one. And the and, and Dobby the dog, of course. <laughs> so um, yeah, the fact that they're committing and sticking around says a lot, I think.
0: Matt Tippier is Traorion looking to be out the starting eleven? I believe he is our most creative and explosive player by a long shot. Fulham was a classic case of was struggling to break down a team who put eleven behind the ball. Yeah, it's um it'd be
1: interesting to see how he adapts to this new system because when he's played as part of a front two he hasn't looked great has he Um, holding a ball up and things like that hopefully he'll finally get his Spain debut um, this international break yes
0: this long awaited Spain-Mali oh, Spain, a... tug of war that, that <laughs> keeps on keeps on not happening for one reason or the other I mean when's he, when's he eligible for England uh, he's, he's had such a tough time of it. I mean that last international
1: break Good god positive COVID test then it turned COVID out to be COVID test a, then it turned out to be a false positive but then the UI for guidelines said you've got to stay away from the stadium anyway so he basically yeah. I think for all yeah. intents and purposes he had a week locked up in an hotel room
0: so yeah. it, you know, he was, was smashing it. room service in there. He was smashing <laughs> room service. In. He was he was on the protein. He was getting on steak dinners, whites. all sorts on the Spanish Spanish FA mate. Oh, it was all it was all going on.
1: Um, so he had a odd look of it then, and I think the previous call up he had to pull out with an injury. So mm. f- hopefully third time's a charm. He gets himself a Spain debut. Hopefully a positive one at that, and he'd come back Wolves. Uh, rejuvenated and and ready to really show what he's all about again. i have got now got now um, you know I got now worries that he that he'll that he'll come and and be the player that, that we saw so often last season. But uh, yeah, if he could go away international duty, finally get that debut, I think one that he deserves, then he can come back and uh, really start to show us what he's about again.
0: I tell you, he's making a good living, Joe. Treyor yeah. hairdresser. I mean, he's changing every, every week, isn't he? Every, every I mean, if you got the locks, then then fair dues. But there's 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 cornrows one week and dreadlocks the next, and then it's all an afro. I mean, it's all going on. Uh, what was the lightest one? What was the technical term for that? I don't know I don't, that? know. I don't know what the technical term is. There were like squares in bunches, it, it, weren't they, or it whatever? Was, I don't know. It was it was quite star,
1: isn't it?
0: sure. Oh, quite loved it. Oh, I mean, it was yeah. great. I mean, I mean, anyone who hasn't seen a dammer, and I guess a few people haven't, away from wolves, or maybe when he's. He's uh, he's leaving Compton Park. I mean, his dress says Drent's dress sense is interesting. He has a pen-
1: um, he has a penchant for quite uh,
0: loud, loud. <laughs> he likes a loud green number. He, I've seen him in some a variety of different colours, mate. And uh, and, he, and he can suit it. He's he's a, he's a cool. Yeah, he's a cool cat, and he to be fair. And he is. Uh, you know, he can wear what he wants. I mean, he's built like a brick shit house. You know, you're not going to mess with him. But he, he fills out anything and he looks the part, to be fair. I wish I could do it.
1: I think he was wearing like a Boston Celtics uh, basketball top last time I seen him in casual wear. No,
0: oh, casual uh, casual and, wear. And, and
1: some kind of green shorts and a green chucky top and some kind of like green and white high top um, Nike-like
0: basketball trainers. So Pulls it off, to be fair to him, didn't yeah. he?
1: He did, yeah. Looked look the part.
0: Uh, Alexander Tang, what do you think is... Um, why do you think our, our young prospects are, are and wonder kids are not performing at the same level as Borussia Dortmunds? <laughs> I, I don't mind us signing all of this young talent, but if we're not going to play them, what's the point? Because Borussia Dortmund
1: have got one of the best academies um, going. in the world and um, uh, um, one of the best kind of eyes for for young talents. It, it, it takes time. Um, you know, c- academies these days, um, it's, it's it's not so much about getting players in. And getting them playing in the first team, as as ruthless as that sounds, and as, as hard to fathom, you know. For for me, I mean, I've it kind of it's hard to kind of comprehend at first. But these academies are kind of built to be self sustaining, and Jeff Geoff Shea has spoken openly about that. Really, if they get if they get one through the door, say in the academy. Uh, they spent, I think, was it 500 grand on Christian Marquez? If he, yeah. if he ends up being a first team player who they can then, I don't know, sell on eventually for a big fee, that is a massive success. You know, it's, it's not so much about, you know, as much as we'd love to see somebody coming through the academy and being a mainstay in the first team for 10 years, it, mm-hmm. it's about kind mm-hmm. of plucking these youngsters, perhaps getting them out on loan. If they do well, getting a nice chunk of money from, and then on to the next one. I tell you, make Academy self self sustaining, and the Chelsea model is the one that kind of everyone inspires to be at. Really, that they've done it to a T. I mean, yeah, you can you can question their tactics, but it's been a great money spinner for them, uh, and they have kind of started to get a few along the way coming through into their first team, haven't they? There, uh, Rhys James and and people like that are uh, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's the eventual goal for Wolves. But to, to be to be at that point, you've kind of got to build your base of getting players in and getting them on and selling them on for, for decent fees, making profits. So I think it'll take quite a few years.
0: Northern Wolf, why hasn't a physical central midfielder been brought in to Corey, Loftus, Cheek, Barkley, etc.?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's just
0: whether we, I think they probably see Dendonka as that player. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's. The, I don't. I don't think they need a physical. I, th- I think you're right, Joe. I think he needs a. He's the physical centre midfielder that you need. It's more just pushing up. It's more just that link-up play, and I think Pedro Neto's going to do it. You know, I think we saw Pedro Neto against Fulham being a lot more on the left, but I think that had something to do with the lack of production on the left that was coming from the left wing-back spot, which is understandable. But yeah. you know, when 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 Marcel or you know or Nuri come in and, and and you know give you that strength down that left-hand side, and I think you'll see Pedro Neto move move more into a centre position and floating in that. So, you know, maybe they see Neto as that person and, and I don't see any reason why not. I think he's been probably Wolves' best player this season, to be honest. Um, and uh, maybe that's why they haven't gone in for that advanced centre midfielder. But I agree with you. I think Dendonga's probably seen as that as that, as that that stalwart. And look, you know, if Marcel comes at centre, left centre-back, then you've got Sais who can quite happily play in that position as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'd like to have seen in an in our hypothetical world. I, I, I think Ross Barkley is a fantastic signing for Villa, mm. and, and if he stays fit, he will be very good for them. And he's it, just not quite in the in that Wolves mould. He's a uh, for, for, for better or worse, really. You know, they they have a market of player that they like, and and has been successful. And
0: how but, does Ross Barkley look? Nineteen and forty-five at the same, uh, same time. He's it, it strange a strange looking guy, isn't he?
1: He's got a, a young kind of top at heart. To top bit of the head, then the kind of the eyes and the ears and the nose kind of look quite old, but then the chin kind of goes young again. It's very, very strange.
0: And then he's like he's been in the tanning tanning salon for like two and a half hours, yeah, and then he's
1: he's got he's got a build that's very different to any other. Um, it's like
0: player. a Wayne Rooney build almost. Yeah, he's a, it's a is stra- it stra- I mean a fantastic footballer. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's don't get dream. me wrong, but it's just it's just just. When you look at him, it just something doesn't look right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, he doesn't look
1: right against Wolves uh, when yeah,
0: they're playing. There you go. You get you, <laughs> t- you took a while, mate, but you finished off. You I'll finished off like, with a one-liner, mate. I like fin- that. I like that. Finish with a flourish. <laughs> we'll finish later on. Uh, right. I mean. I've been going on since to eight this morning, mate. You know, there's about 15 hours and 11 minutes, and no bloody signings. So uh, it's been hard, but um, I thought we'd, I thought it was nice to nice to have a Monday night podcast, mate. To be honest, and it's the first one we've had for a long time. So so thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back, mate. We'll be back. Obviously, it's uh, International Week, so uh, you can have a bit of a break. I'm a Warsaw. Oh, oh, you love a bit of Warsaw, did don't you? Super Saddlers. <laughs> um I'm looking at my schedule there I've got two Warsaw games if i have got, got my next Wolves game if, I, if we get into Leeds I'm at Warsaw Colchester oh, on Saturday and then I'm at Warsaw Lane all oh, on Tuesday oh home, goodness me Jesus pardon Halmer away it's both one of them home mate but I'm not going oh. away I'm not going away so good god get, man you're going down good to god. Colchester god. that's some no, dedication no 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 no, no. um but look, we'll be back next week, uh, back into next week for the uh, previewing, previewing the big game, of course, at Leeds United, and I think that will be an excellent, um, an excellent grounding of exactly where Wolves are at this moment in time. Going to a Leeds side that are playing pretty well, so uh, plenty more to come on that next week. Joe, go and get some hot cocoa. I haven't had any dinner yet, uh, so I've got to go and have some tea. I think missus has got a bit of. Put a bit of haddock and sweet potato fries on the plate, mate. So I might have to have a few of them. Uh, with a little bit of a side salad at uh, at 11 o'clock by the time I get this podcast out. But uh, hopefully you've all enjoyed it. Hopefully you all enjoyed listening to it. Um, whether you listen to it on Monday night or Tuesday morning or throughout the week, uh, we are there and fully downloadable. Joe, it's great to have you back, mate. From that lad over there, from me, have a great weekend. Have a great week. Take care. Bye-bye.